0: Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport, the leader in motorsport safety, starts now.
1: Welcome, everyone, to another week of motorsports radio coverage. From Race Chaser Media, my name is Tom Baker, and this show is Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. We are coming to you live, as always, from the WSIC News Studio in Statesville, North Carolina, just outside of uh, the Mooresville area. For those of you who aren't familiar with the geographical layout of the great state of North Carolina, we're still right in the... uh, NASCAR belt if you will so right in the heart of NASCAR country and we are excited to uh, be with you this week again um, if you're planning to watch the Xfinity series race tonight from Bristol just turn off the Bush brothers nobody needs to hear them anyway we'll (laughs) just turn off the sound watch the race and listen to us Uh, we're going to talk a lot of local Carolinas stuff in this show we've got two of the Hottest young Carolina late model racers with us here on this uh, particularly lap show. We've got Ryan Millington. He'll be joining us in just a few minutes. Ryan uh, picked up the win at Ace Speedway this past weekend. So Ryan will be on to talk to us about that. He's really had uh, quite a last year or two. And so anxious to talk to Ryan again. And uh, Cody Connor going to join us. Uh, a little bit uh, later on in the program, Cody, of course, a uh, super late model driver. He um, actually ran in the pro late model di- division, the debut of the Carolina pro late model series uh, a couple of weeks ago at Dillon Motor Speedway, finishing the top five. And uh, Cody will be joining us in studio here, Ryan, courtesy of the Strutmasters.com hotline. And so we've got um, quite the show planned for you. Of course, uh, we did have a NASCAR race yesterday at Bristol, and oh, my, was it ever an old-time Bristol throwdown. And it even had the controversial ending to go with it. Uh, Tempers flaring a little bit. Uh, Chase Elliott with a last lap, sail it off into turn one as hard as you can kind of move and uh, just got loose and... Uh, under Joey Logano and took both into the wall. And uh, so Brad Keselowski said, pass you very much, and went on to pick up his second win since we've been back. Uh, And so Brad Keselowski getting the win at Bristol, and uh, Joey Logano not really too happy with Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott took the blame for it. And uh, so um, (laughs) now uh, they're uh, obviously Joey's in the playoffs already, and uh, Chase is... Chase is in an interesting situation because I don't think he's going to have any problem winning multiple races before this year's out. Uh, but that was a very interesting race and a close one all the way through. A lot of, uh, a lot of battles throughout the field, a lot of comeback stories, um, almost too many to uh, cover in at least in this first segment. But, um, you know, it's, it really was a, a, a great race. I thought Ryan Blaney would have a chance. But um, he didn't, Uh, got crashed out early and um, just didn't get it done. He was definitely one of the fastest cars, and I thought he was going to be a contender for the win. That team badly needs to get to victory lane at this point. But um, it was a really, really uh, exciting finish. As uh, Keselowski said afterward, we kind of got a Christmas present, but we'll take it. You got to take those wins anytime you can You can get them in any way you can get them. Now, here's the deal with this. Um, Jimmy Johnson, seven-time NASCAR champion, finishes third. And Bristol's all-time winningest driver, Kyle Busch, got fourth. Joe Gibbs Racing teammate, Eric Jones, was fifth. And then we had Austin Dillon, Kurt Busch, William Byron, Chris Bell, and Bubba Wallace rounding out the top ten. And here are some thoughts that I carry away from just those top ten folks. First of all, Jimmy Johnson. I would say at this point that Jimmy and his crew chief, Cliff Daniels, are back on top of their game. They have been in contention for just about every single race that we've run since we've been back, uh, and he is really driving like a winner. It's uh, I feel like it's only a matter of time before Jimmy gets his first win. It may be in at Atlanta this coming weekend. Uh, so Jimmy really bears watching here. I think he wins the race... Uh, In the next few, keep your eye on him at Martinsville coming up uh, on uh, a Wednesday night here in June. I think it's uh, a week from this coming Wednesday. Um, That should be a lot of fun. Kyle Busch, of course, a nice run, uh, comeback run, if you will. To finish the top five, Eric Jones, he always hangs around. Eric is always hanging around with a 20-car good run for him. Austin Dillon, that RCR organization, Richard Childress Racing, has really stepped their game up this year, and I feel like they are one of the organizations to watch as we we get to about the second half of the season. I feel like uh, RCR could make just a little bit of a run for it here. I wouldn't be surprised to see Austin Dillon in the playoffs, and it wouldn't surprise me at all, honestly, to see Bubba Wallace in the playoffs if he keeps running the way he's running in the Richard Petty Motorsports car. The 43 finishes, 10th, uh, and uh good run for him. And, and the other highlight, I thought, Chris Bell. Finally, Chris Bell drove a solid race with the Levine Family Racing Toyota and picked up a ninth-place finish. He was as high as fifth. Chris is definitely a driver who's just going to keep improving. He's, he's still getting used to these longer distance races. Remember, he came up through sprint cars, short track, open wheel cars, 50 lap dashes. Uh, and even as he came up through the ranks in late models and trucks and Xfinity cars, those divisions, all 200, 250 laps or less in most cases, and, uh, so he's still getting used to how to manage his race car as a rookie in the cup series, how to manage that race car for 500 miles or 500 laps. And again, I think his best performance of the year so far for a solid ninth, he was in the top five at one point. And, uh, James Mellick, who was normally part of our production crew here, I know was real excited, talked with him earlier. Uh, James is the teardown specialist for Chris Bell's team and, um, said it really made a difference in the shop to uh, have that nice finish to come off of as they head to Atlanta. Keselowski started pole, um, led 115 laps of this one. Uh, Denny Hamlin got 131 laps. Uh, good, you know, but, uh, we had a lot of racing just because those guys led a lot of laps. That kind of, uh, that, that doesn't really tell the story of how close the racing was throughout the field. Um, and, uh, you know, it was it was definitely a good one. I, I think Ryan Blaney would have been there at the end, but uh uh he got into the wall, <clears throat> excuse me, on uh what was it, lap uh 199, uh and ended up uh Ty Dillon joined in the rack just just for fun. Um and so yeah, that was uh that was the end of his day. But uh again, next Sunday, the Cup Series goes to Atlanta, the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500, It's going to start at three o'clock Eastern on Fox PRN and Sirius XM. Uh, And then on June the 10th, that is a week from this Wednesday, Wednesday night, June the 10th, we go short track racing in prime time, midweek, the Martinsville Speedway. I can't wait for that midweek throwdown. That is going to be some fun stuff uh, as We turn our attention now to this evening's race for a little bit, the Xfinity Series. This race was supposed to be held on Saturday, but they um, moved it back, if you will, to this evening. And so it is now on currently as we're uh, recording this show live or airing this show live. The the uh, Xfinity Race is on. And again, this should be a good one. You're going to have uh, Harrison Burton and Brandon Jones going for the pole, a pair of Kyle Busch, not Kyle Busch, Joe Gibbs Racing teammates, um, Austin Sindrick and Justin Haley in row two, Ryan Sieg and Ross Chastain in row three, Riley Herbst. The other Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota starting in the seventh spot next to Daniel Hemrick in row four. And then Noah Gregson and Justin Allgaier in row five. Here's, a, here's an interesting one. Carson Ware. Who's never made an Xfinity Series start? Now, his father, Rick Ware, is the owner, obviously, of Rick Ware Racing, who fields cars in the Cup Series, and the Xfinity Series. Carson, however, driving for Green Light Racing, SS Green Light Racing, in the Chevrolet 07 car tonight. Um, Carson making his first Xfinity start. He is going to start in 13th spot. So, um, it will be interesting to see how that works out. The, the main. The, the thing he has going for him, it is a short track. That's what he's used to. So as uh, long as he can just hold his own through the opening laps, he's going to start from 13th. Here's a guy to watch. In the 02, uh, Patrick Emmerling. Patrick driving for our motorsports this week. That is the ride that Brett Moffitt has been racing and doing so well with. It's a little team out of Statesville. They're all out of the New England area Uh, This is the team that Andy Sice is team manager of races in the Arca Series 4. And again, Chris Auer a New England businessman, they built this team this year, this Xfinity team with four Hendrick Hendrick, uh, motors and four chassis from GMS. They have expanded the number of cars that they've gotten over the last couple of months. And Patrick Emmerling, who is a modified racer nascar style modified racer from western new york state i'm very familiar with patrick and watched him run for a long time patrick getting his first ever xfinity start tonight for our motorsports in the o2 his goal will be to just log laps and learn and finish the race i would not necessarily expect a uh, top 10 run from him as what we've been getting from moffett with all of brett's experience but uh who knows? It's a short track. And I'm keeping my eye, too, on Colby Howard. Colby, the kid out of uh, Simpsonville, South Carolina, is a driver who, um, again, a rookie in the Xfinity Series in one of the JD Motorsports Chevrolets. Colby um, is going to be going off a 26 spot. But if that, car is, if that car is driving well, I would expect Colby to pull off a top 20 finish with it. And that would be a great run for him. So still in the learning stages. Um, but, uh, look for a good run from Colby, the kid out of the JD motorsports stable. So there's a few guys to watch. We're going to step aside back with more in a moment.
0: Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah. Street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street!
3: <laughs> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstopwrecks.org. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you.
2: Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Louis Minicky is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. in one of several entry-level positions but whatever you do don't wait these jobs will go fast call tim at 302-827-2054 that's 302-827-2054 lewis meineke car care center rev up your career
0: hi this is ross chastain you're listening to race chaser radio now back
4: to the show
1: Welcome back to League Lab presented by Victory Custom Trailers. We'll uh, tell you a little more about them in just a moment. But right now, we're going to go to the strutmasters.com, the Suspension Experts Hotline. And uh, we are going to pick up Ryan Millington is uh, on the phone with us. And uh, gosh, I've known Ryan for... A while now, and uh, all this kid does when you give him a winning race car is go win races. And uh, he's a great kid, comes from a good family, and he's one of the the real pleasant young stars of uh, the North Carolina late model scene right now. Ryan, welcome to the show. It has been too long,
4: young friend. How's it going, Tom? Thanks for having me, and yes, it has. It's definitely been a while since we've talked.
1: It has been a while, and uh, we look forward at some point to getting you into our Statesville studio to join us, uh, and then all the uh, good folks can see you on camera, too, but... uh, as uh, we get started here with our first interview of the night uh, Ryan, first of all, congratulations on a big win uh, this past weekend at uh, a speedway. And you know, it's, it's interesting for me with you because um, I think it was last year or the, as quickly as time goes by, you can correct me. It may have been two years ago that you um, stopped running your own car and kind of partnered with the team you would now. And for whatever reason uh and it's not that you weren't winning a lot with your own car but man this all seems to have really worked out for you because you've just been a bullet almost every time out with uh this car tell us about the team that you're racing with and and talk about uh the difference that that's made for you as a driver yeah
4: absolutely it was the uh i believe it was the end of 2017 that uh you know, we partnered up with Bob Seville. and um, that long? You know, it, <laughs>
1: wow. Yeah, it,
4: it was the end of 2017. The first race we ran was the Myrtle Beach 400 <laughs> at the know. end of the year. Yep. And, um, you know, we ran all year 2018 last year and then this year with them And um, it's been a great experience. You know, the biggest thing has just been, you know, I've been able to be in better equipment than what we've been able to have, you know, just by ourselves. And uh, it's just been a huge help just, you know, always being able to, know you have some of the best stuff on the track you know and that uh that's definitely a part of the you know key to success
1: now um you've run you've spent a lot of time running Ace speedway but not exclusively but you've had a lot of success there uh especially it seems like with this car what it, what is uh what is the secret to your success at ace why does that track seem to fit your style so well
4: yeah, I mean, this year we've won three races at Hickory, and then you know the first time we went to Ace, we grabbed the win on Saturday night. But you know, Ace is just one of them places. It's uh, I don't know, it fits legend racers really good. I guess it's one of those places you got to race so aggressively. You know, you just you're hard on the brakes. It's in mini Martinsville. You know, it's just one of them places where if you're off a little bit on car, driver can make a difference. And um, you know, we've just been really lucky to you know always have a pretty good piece there and been able to get the job done quite a bit. Well, and we know obviously uh,
1: your record at Hickory is is stellar. You've got a championship there. You've got you know numerous wins at this point. Uh, you know it's just been a a, a really interesting last couple of years for you. You're you're just piling up the stats, um, and it seems like you know I've watched you the last few times, and I I feel like you've just matured quite a bit as a driver in terms of managing the car and really having that confidence that it takes to be consistent from race to race. Um, Talk a little bit about that.
4: Yeah, I've definitely learned the past, I'd say really since kind of the middle of 2018, I've kind of figured out how to, you know, run a whole race, just, you know, kind of feel my car out at the beginning and just pace myself till the end of the show and, You know, I've been able to do that pretty well, it seems like. You know, whether it's twin 40s at Hickory or, you know, 100-lap race at Ace or, I mean, whatever the race is, you know, I've kind of been able to fill it off right off the bat and just kind of save it for the end. And, you know, when it comes down to the, you know, last couple laps, I'm always seeming to be fighting right there at the front. And, you know, just managing your stuff has been a a big thing for us. And, you know, you'll see a lot of people, you know, they'll get out front and just they'll kind of burn their stuff up, you know. And it's not like we're off. It's just I'd rather, you know, make sure I have – yeah. Take the job at the end of the show versus, you know, burning our stuff up and taking a shot at, you know, going backwards instead of forwards at the end of the race. Oh, I can remember, uh, gosh, I don't even remember what year it was.
1: It might've been 17 or maybe the end of 16, I guess, that, uh, we were at Myrtle beach for a race and, and, uh, geez, we sat in about uh, 25th until about with uh, 25 laps to go. You just started picking them off, and we wound up with the top five. I mean, you know, that it, it really doesn't matter in these longer races. A lot of them, they don't pay lap money, so it really doesn't matter where you are for the first three quarters of the race, right? The main thing is to have enough left to go race into the front with at the end.
4: Yeah, absolutely, you know, and also a big thing of that for us is, you know, we we really don't, have a ton of money to spend on this so we just always end up practicing on really old tires and it just seems to you know at the end of the show when we get back onto them old tires again you know it always seems to you know just play out in our favor you know our car's so good on them older tires and you know we really seem to do good in them longer races just because you end up on such an old tire and you know everybody that throws stickers on all the time you know that's when they start to fall backwards
1: it's uh it's a competitive deal in the uh in, in the late model stocks in this area anymore uh i mean it always has been really but it seems like now uh even more so especially uh you get to the car store and i know you're doing some of those shows as well talk about the difference between for example a weekly saturday night show at hickory and a cars race at hickory yeah
4: the biggest thing for us is just you know we never really, we don't get to practice a whole lot with the Cars Tour stuff. You know, you go and do that. And you really got to, you know, we kind of got to save up, so, you know, a couple weeks before and just go, and we have to do it on a budget. And, um, you know, that's why we haven't necessarily had the most success in the Cars Tour stuff. We just, we can't run it all the time, and it's, it's a different tire. You know, you end up running a little bit different setup and everything, and it's really tough to go do that. But, you know, last year we, we finished second at Ace in the Cars yeah. Tour race, and, we had both cars tour races. We had top five cars but somehow managed to blow a tire in both races. Had a flat so took us out of contention at Hickory for both of them races and uh you know, we've kinda had some tough luck in the car's tour stuff, but I really feel like this year, the couple of cars tour races we're going to run, we're going to bring a really good piece for them.
1: Tell us about the team you got around you because uh, you've got a lot of experience there, uh, and and obviously uh, your dad's still helping to uh, wi- helping with that effort as well. And, and you know he's he's been doing this forever.
4: Yeah, you know, right now actually, in the shop, but only I'm working on them full time in the shop right now. Oh you know, wow! That'll help. Yep, yep. So I've been doing it full time since the end of August, since we brought all our stuff back here, and, uh, man, it's been a learning curve, you know, and I have great person to teach me. My dad's always here, you know, at the end of the days and just going over everything I do and just making sure stuff's done right, but, you know, I've definitely been able to learn a lot the past eight, nine months, you know, as far as working on these cars and just, you know, learning what it takes to, you know, keep them mechanically sound, and, you know, I've also learned a ton on setup, and, uh, you know, I definitely feel like we got the best program right now that we've ever had.
1: Who else works with you, uh, like at the track?
4: So at the track, we got it's a pretty small team. It's just me, and my dad. We got Dylan Latour, Brandon Henson, and uh, that's really our our constant team. You know, there's one or two other people that'll occasionally come and help, but besides that, we got four people that are there every week.
1: It's, it's cool the way that you and Dylan have kind of formed a bond. Of course, uh, for those who are listening, Dylan, the younger brother of David Latour, also uh, runs uh, limited late models um, in, in this area, of course. And and you and Dylan also run RC cars together a lot. You you guys are pretty serious about that stuff. How much of that are you getting to do now that you're working full-time on the late model?
4: Oh, gosh. I don't even think I've ran any RC cars since December. Just been too busy <laughs> working on big cars you know kind of set that one aside till the off season comes back and just then focusing on the real racing for now
1: well, good for you, because uh, that's been, you know, that's uh, that's gonna help your performance, and by that, obviously, your results too. Uh, that's gonna help a lot because the more you learn about the car, obviously, the more you're gonna understand the feedback side of it, and what to change, and that's, you know, that's the key. If you can know the car inside out, it makes it a whole lot easier to dial it in, especially when you go into a racetrack for the first time.
4: Absolutely, that's been. That's been, you know, part of the learning curve, and that was just the big thing to trying to find that next step for us. was just, you know, it, it came down to it being me. I had to get more involved and, you know, learn more of the mechanical side of it and, you know, the setup stuff. And, you know, I've been able to learn a ton since last August, and, you know, I feel like we've made leaps and bounds. You know, it's just one of them things, you keep working and you just keep digging and you just find more and more speed.
1: Yeah, for sure. Now, do you do any i racing or anything like that? To any sim racing to try and kind of learn things and supplement what you're doing on the race car, or no?
4: Heck, I'm gonna be honest. I ain't got no time to do any of that. (laughs) It seems like like all I do right now is just work on cars and eat and sleep. That's about it.
1: Well, are you happy with uh, what you're doing with all that?
4: Oh, absolutely. You know, like there's nothing else I'd rather be doing right now. Good for you.
1: I'm encouraged to hear that, and that's uh, that's great because that you you will uh, be really surprised as you go through this year how much that increases your sort of in intuition about uh, what to do on the cars at the track and how much uh, that's going to help you to narrow things down with your dad and and uh, Dylan and Brandon. Um, so that's that's good. Now, what is your what is your plan for this year? Are you running for a championship anywhere, or what is your what's your outlook? And I understand, obviously, we're still kind of digging out of the virus. The tracks are still opening or whatever, but as best you could tell us, uh, what would be your uh, y- your schedule for this season?
4: I mean, tentatively, we're, we're going to run Hickory all year again this year. Okay. Um, that for the full season, and um, at the same time, we're going to try to run Ace also. You know, Ace runs on Friday, Hickory runs on Saturday, yep. so we're going to hit both them places. Unfortunately, we missed the first race because ace ended up moving their friday night show to saturday due yeah, to rain so right. you know we get two drops there we already missed one race and um they at least don't run a bunch of races so we're going to do our best we can to try to run both places but this year hickory is going to be the focus so we're positively going to be there for the season and uh, Ace is going to be on the back burner, but we're going to try to make all them races also.
1: Now, do you still have any aspirations of um, moving forward in the sport, or are you happy just to be uh, a strong weekend warrior? Because we certainly need those two.
4: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, at the time right now, you know, we're just, we're completely content with where we are, just want to build a good cool. program and just be competitive with what we're doing, you know, and it just seems like, unless something falls into our lap, that's what we're going to continue to do.
1: Well, uh, you and your dad are great people and, uh, enjoyed working with you throughout the years and happy to see your success. Uh, before we let you go, uh, tell us, give us, you know, anybody you'd like to thank who helps you make all this happen.
4: Yeah. I'd like to thank Bob Seville. You know, he's been the, he's been the funding behind the operation and, uh, Carolina specialty products and leisure time rentals are his two companies. And, uh, They help a ton by paying all the bills. So, you know, we definitely couldn't be doing anything right now without them.
1: Well, Ryan, it's been fun to have you on, and uh, we need to get you in the studio here one of these upcoming weeks. So uh, I'll reach out to you, and we'll set a time to get you in, and we can talk a little bit more.
4: Sounds like a plan, Tom. Thanks for having me. All right,
1: man, that's Ryan Millington. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, more of We Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Be right back.
0: Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: It's kind of like our uh, mid-first hour wake-up call every week here on League Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Uh, Cody Connor going to be joining us in the studio here shortly. Now, he was supposed to be here about now, but uh, he just texted me and uh, informed me that he is stuck behind some lap cars. Uh, we can translate that to stuck behind some traffic on the highway. So, uh, uh, Cody will be here shortly in the... Uh, studio and hope you enjoyed ryan millington ryan really did a good job and and uh he is uh he's one of the top dogs at hickory motor speedway i think he's 18 maybe 19 now i lose track of all these uh kids ages but uh he's young uh still but very very uh, seasoned and glad to see that he's uh taken an interest in working on the cars because obviously that's going to help him a lot um at uh, bristol right now uh let's see we are 10 laps into the 300-lap race for the Xfinity Series at Bristol. And we've got uh, Harrison Burton out front, then Jones, Haley, C. Grayson, uh, Gregson, rather, Noah Gregson, in the top five, and then Hendrick, Briscoe, Herbst, Allgaier, and Vinnie Miller in the 78 car, the B.J. McLeod car, hanging on to the back end of the top 10. That's what I love about short tracks, is you get a lot of these um, teams that are kind of lower-funded and and uh, smaller in nature than the big mega teams. And they can compete a lot more evenly on the short tracks. Patrick Emmerling, 16th. And Cody, Colby Howard, 17th. Um, so far in that race, Ronnie Bassett Jr. rounding out the top 20. Uh, that is the update from Bristol. It is, by the way, a beautiful night for racing at Bristol. No issues with the uh, weather at all. Um, the Xfinity Series... Embarking on a couple of interesting uh, future weeks here, the Xfinity series goes to um, Atlanta as well. From here, uh, and what's interesting is NASCAR is doing uh, a bit of something that they're they're not used to doing. They're doing a double double at a couple of tracks, which means they're running two races on Saturday and two races on Sunday. So the way it translates is you have, for example, an Xfinity race on Saturday and a cup race on Sunday. And then on Sunday, you may have another Xfinity race and another cup race or a truck race and a cup race, you know, something uh, along that line. And this is, again, this is an effort to get things caught up, so to speak, in terms of the number of races that they were supposed to have completed. Um, And so this is going to be an interesting stretch coming up for both the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series. And uh, something quite uh, different from what fans are used to seeing. So um, fun to uh, be fun to watch how all this plays out over the next couple of weeks. But we know that uh, the Xfinity Series, of course, racing at Bristol Uh, This evening, and Harrison Burton with 13 laps, and now is out front in that race. Okay, so we told you that Ryan Millington won at the Ace Speedway. Now, Ace has been the subject of a little bit of uh, a—they've gotten a lot of media attention over the last couple of weeks. Uh, In fact, TMZ two weeks ago actually wrote an article (laughs) about the Ace Speedway, and here's why: two weeks ago, the Ace Speedway now. Keep in mind that in North Carolina, we're, you know, we're still dealing with uh, COVID recovery, if you will. Um, Even though the events of this week have pretty much uh, knocked COVID out of the news, we are still dealing with COVID recovery. And we're in phase two, which means that by rights, mass gatherings, not supposed to be over 25. Two weeks ago, the A Speedway up in Altamaha decided they were going to open. And with the support of the county sheriff and the local folks up there, they basically defied the governor's orders and opened with a full grandstand. And it was packed. Everybody, of course, racing in this area was supposed to have started over a month ago, in most cases, late March is usually when things uh, kind of get kicked off here into April. And it's, you know, it was late May and we still haven't been able to get any racing in. So the um, the folks at a Speedway said, basically, uh, watch this, y'all. And they put a full grandstand in there. Now they did, they did test everybody that went into the track. Previous to going in, they took phone numbers, all the information, so they, all the sort of, um, pre-event screening, testing—all of that was done properly. Uh, but they—they they allowed a full crowd into that track, um, and so far, no, you know, no catastrophes, no uh, developments negatively. So last weekend they did it again, and uh, so a Speedway is off and running. And there are several tracks in North Carolina now. Hickory is is uh, getting back underway. The Cars Tour, of course, uh, coming back next week with their race at ACE uh, and cars is planning to uh, get all of the scheduled races in. Now they've had to obviously reschedule some of them because we were on um, shutdown for a couple of months, but uh, the Hickory race is supposed to be middle of June, June 13th. Uh, So that should be interesting to see how that works out. Um, and we don't know how many of those races are going to be allowed uh, to have fans. But the one good thing that Cars has going for it is even if they, even if you can't go to the track as a fan, Cars has an outstanding pay-per-view, uh, live stream that they do. Uh, they've got their own Roku channel. Uh, they do an excellent job of uh, the video stuff. Uh, Tony Stevens and Pit Road TV just knock it out of the park, and so if if there are no fans allowed at the track, you can still watch all the cars races live via their uh, pay per view. So uh, the next couple races should be a lot of fun because again, you know some of these series now the cars is not one of them, but some of these series that are that are starting and and kind of getting finally underway, there are some of them. They're going to condense. In other words, if it was scheduled to be a 20-race series, they're only going to get 10 or 12 or 15 in this year because of you know, obviously we've got less time on the calendar right? to get all the races in. The NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, a great example of that, they haven't run a single race yet this year. Their opener is, is going to be June 21st on a Saturday at Jennerstown Speedway up in Pennsylvania. That is normally a 17-race tour that runs mostly in New England. New England is still closed, pretty much, for racing. Um, And they've got, uh, they usually have a couple shows in New York, New Jersey. New York and New Jersey are still closed for racing right now, especially in terms of fans. You say, well, when they can open for racing, will they run shows without fans? Most tracks? No. Here's why. For if you want to run a NASCAR wheel and modified tour race at your track, NASCAR has a sanction fee. That you must pay in order to bring the show there. $70,000 is what it costs to bring a modified tour race to a racetrack. Now, bear in mind, and this is a little explanation for those of you listening who may not understand how all this promotion stuff works. Most of these tracks are local tracks. $70,000 is a huge advance output for these tracks. If they cannot put fans in the track to make that money back, They get no money from the NASCAR uh, modified TV package or the track pass live stream package, NBC Sports Gold now. Um, So they they uh, they don't have any other way to recoup those expenses other than through the front gate and the back gate. And so most of these tracks not going to be able to run. Uh, these modified tour shows without fans, plus the fact that most of the Northeast, New England, New York, New Jersey, is still, again, closed for racing. Uh, It'll be late July, mid to late July, before a lot of the Northeast, at minimum, opens and allows fans into a track for competition. So that's why you're going to probably see a six to eight race, modified tour instead of a 17 race modified tour this year. Now, why is that important? Well, because here's the deal. If you have 17 races and you have a bad race in the first couple shows, it doesn't hurt you that bad. If you get stronger the rest of the season, you have more time to make up that for that bad race and still race for a championship. If you're running only six to eight races, Every single race counts because you can't if you have one bad race, you haven't got enough races to really make up for it. So uh, it changes the way the drivers drive. In the case of the Cars Tour, the, the Cars Tour basically is in a situation where um, they're still going to try to get all of their events in. So if that happens, as we welcome Cody Connor into the studio, we'll get him sat down and mic'd up and uh, we'll talk to him in a moment. It, the Cars Tour looks like they're still going to try to get all their shows in. So, again, no mass panic for the Cars Tour racers, like you would see, for example, for the Modified Tour guys, uh, the NASCAR Wheeland Tour guys, who are going to probably be lucky to get half their season in. So, that tour is going to be a much different tour. And uh, we'll bring Cody in on this because, Cody, um, you're a racer. And so you can identify with the difference in approach i was talking about the nascar wheel and modified tour and how it looks like they're only going to get maybe six to eight races in this year instead of the they scheduled 17 every race becomes so much more critical when you only get six to
6: eight shots versus 17 shots uh, that is very true. I will say the hard thing about that is some of the larger teams, they, they're able to go and test They're in a lot yeah. more than some of the smaller teams where they're focusing on making sure their car is perfect because they had the time. I will say the, the corona has really infected a lot of things. Um, some people have gotten the opportunity to test. Some people have really gotten the opportunity to work on their race cars and focus on uh, the rest of the season.
1: Most of the modified tour, no testing yet because the Northeast tracks are not, they're just starting. Stafford, I think, and I think one or two other tracks up there starting to allow testing now, but um, nobody's mm-hmm. been out of the garage yet. So this is going to be an interesting uh, season for them. We'll be back with more. We'll get Cody Conner now. We'll talk to him right after this.
3: What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat?
5: Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
6: Hi, I'm
4: Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to uh,
1: Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. And again, we'll, uh, we'll share a little more information about them a little later in the program. But if you want to go while you're kind of just hanging out listening to the show, go to their website, VictoryCustomTrailers.com. If you need a trailer... They've got plenty of new and pre-owned in stock. Or the coolest part about Victory Custom Trailers, you can design your own trailer right on their website. Pretty cool deal. Mm -hmm. So uh, go to their website, victorycustomtrailers.com, and um, see what they have to offer. We'll tell you a little more about them later. We officially welcome Cody Connor into the WSIC studio here. uh, And Cody, a more frequent guest... Because frankly, we just enjoy having him on. He's a he's one of our uh, more entertaining and talkative <laughs> guests. And um, Cody's Cody's a hard worker. Uh, we had Ryan Millington on in the opening segment, and, and Ryan is now uh, his own full-time employee on the race cars, which is Heck great yeah. to see. Um, and I know you've been doing that for a while. Um, so how how would Tell me about how your season went. Did you get any races in? I'm trying to remember if you got any races in before we had to stop because of the virus.
6: It, the virus have it's really been taking a toll on us. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, honestly, being back in the car at Dillon recently, that was that was honestly. Is that your first race of the year? Uh, that was my my third. Okay, uh, I was uh, trying the, to think. If yeah.
1: You, where, tell us about the beginning of the year.
6: So, Pierrot, Ray Tour, their last race was supposed to be at Southern National. Okay and it ended up getting rained out so their scheduled date was march 1st at southern national well we ended up racing that race and then we raced cars tour a week the weekend after you know on the march 7th and uh it was same track that's right and uh it was it was pretty nice you know i mean same track but i'll be honest with you it's really crazy on how the track it really changes uh southern national the the surface is kind of like myrtle beach it's it's really it's really it's wo- not worn out. it
1: isn't quite as bad of a cheese grater as Myrtle beach is it <laughs> uh
6: it, it's getting there i mean time has really taken a toll uh but honestly like southern
1: nationals about a six or six and a half on the cheese grater scale and myrtle <laughs> beach is about a 15
6: it, oh myrtle <laughs> beach is up there it's like driving on seashells <laughs> yeah exactly oh man uh but honestly, how did you do with those first two shows um we finished a uh, top five uh the second race we kind of Honestly, I went with the same exact setup, and I I should have just went right to my baseline. Um, we completely missed the whole setup uh, the whole time on Friday practice. Uh, we were mainly trying to focus on getting the car to really rotate. Um, I'm usually uh, I kind of fight a little bit of my struggle tight entry, tight center, and then I get a little bit of loose off, you know, because yeah. tight because you're in.
1: overcompensating
6: with the yeah, wheel yeah. all the wheel. Yeah. So um, I feel I feel next time I'm kind of going to go go to my baseline and uh hickory june 13th i'll brace with the car store series um i'm i'm kind of focused on getting my baseline set up but i've i've raced hickory a lot of times so i've been able to have the opportunity to get a lot of notes Um, i'm not too sure if a lot of drivers do it but i i like to take my own notes I take driver notes like, okay, so I take my little gun. It's got a little laser on it. It's pretty cool. So you need little shoot on there. You get the temperature, you know? Yeah, and, you're shooting uh,
1: tire temperatures basically <laughs> inside, middle, and outside but, so that you can yeah, see how the tires yeah. are wearing.
6: And, I, I do the track temperature for my own notes. Yep. So that's really good to know because, you know, track temperature, if, it, if it's real hot, if it's real hot, the track's going to be a little bit greasy. Yep. Cold, it tightens up the track. So I feel southern national it changes a lot going to, on the hickory the track the surface is so bad but it's not quite as bad uh early on they had put some um sealant down the sealant kind of wore down a little bit quicker than i expected but it was cold sealant with hot racing tires so Was this at southern national this was at hickory oh hickory hickory and okay. honestly um with the sealant i broke the track record at hickory so i hold the track record that at was hickory. last year with the cross yes. for a sir. Yeah, I was yes, there that night, yeah. yeah oh, so. you were at
1: that that was that was one of those holy crap laps. Like I, I, almost didn't believe it.
6: Like this is fake news. Oh man! <laughs> I, I mean, my dad and I, we we work really hard in the shop, and um, I I appreciate Cody Jones. He's really helped me out. Jeff Fultz, uh, Jeff Fultz, he's Jeff he's is pretty, a master. he's pretty much a top man, you yeah, know. He's so a master. oh oh yeah right. I mean, he's he's driver. He's he's setup guy. So um, he he definitely knows the stuff. Cody Jones, he's a. Uh, he used to work at Fury, now he's currently working yeah. at Junior Motorsports, and uh, he's he's definitely the man when it comes to uh, uh, race cars and um, super late models. So um, I, I've taken some of his knowledge, you know, and uh, he's taught me a lot of things, and uh, honestly, driving, just how your line is, it's really crazy on yeah. how much your line will really affect on how the tire wear is. Yep. Uh, at Dylan with the CPLMS, uh, Series Carolina pro late Model. Yep. Um, I was a little bit tight, so I had a lot of wheel in them. Um, I heard it squealing a little bit. And yeah, that, let's that... talk about that race <laughs> a little
1: bit. First of all, for the for the fans who are listening to mm. the show or watching it, um, the Carolina Pro Late Model Series made their debut. There's a brand new series for the Pro Late Model Division, made their debut at Dillon a couple of weeks ago, and this is the race that we're talking about. Uh, you don't, you haven't run pro weight models since Pass, right? Pass Pro years ago?
6: Uh, my, my last time, a full season with the race car that I raced at this past or a few weeks ago, I I won the 2015 championship. With Pass? Two, yep, yeah, it was the Pass Losser Pro. Series. That's what I was going so, to say.
1: You've been running super weight models. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
6: I, ran, so. um, I ran the Oxford 250 uh, three times. And I ran, I ran my Super Late model one time, and I ran that car twice, and um, it. I really had not run that car for a little bit, so uh, I was kind of really shaking her down, getting a good feel for. Her. Um, but I realized I there is some work that I can do, and um, uh, the top top four people were pretty quick, so um, I feel I feel there's some some work that I can do on my part. That car. It, it impressed me for sure.
1: Now, the Carolina Pro series very different from what has, I mean, we haven't had a a pro weight model series in the Carolinas since the Pass Pro series mm-hmm. back in the mid 2000s um, and up to about what 1415. Um, and so this is a new venture, Keith Graham. Uh, is kind of the proprietor. He and his wife doing a a fantastic job putting that oh, yeah. series together from nothing over the winter. Oh yeah, twenty three cars showed up that for was the nice. first race at Dillon. No fans, by the way, for those of you who are wondering. um And I want to ask you because I have my own sort of perspective. But what was it like for you to be at the racetrack with no fans in the grandstand?
6: That that's a real personal question. Um, to be honest, it, it's hard because in my memories, I see the kids. You know, the kids are yeah. beating down the grand the, the fence. You yeah. know what I mean? They're beating it down like they're having a good time. So being able to come, mainly I feel coming off a of four because coming off a of two, you know, you definitely got grandstands. You know, cause, right. So I feel coming off a of four, you really see those kids. They, they're going nuts, yeah. you know. So it's like this is what I'm driving for. This is why I'm putting my heart and soul into what I love doing. So these kids are having a really good time. You know, the fans, they, they may be booing, but they may be hooting and hollering, you know?
1: <laughs> even when they're booing, they're they're engaged. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? And it's you like know, um, they're
6: they're wide open. <laughs> yeah.
1: And and so you didn't have that. It seemed eerily quiet to me. Yeah. It was almost like we were there doing some sort of a promotion for a race, except there mm-hmm. was race. There was racing involved. There was It was just a very strange sensation because usually when there's nothing going on in the track and you're at, you're at a short track, mm-hmm. you can hear the fans and you can kind of see them, you know, milling around, getting food, talking to each other, you mm-hmm. know, whatever, waving flags. And there was just none of that. It was a very, very different uh, presentation. Yeah. And then uh, when you get out of the car, and I know you didn't win, but you get out of the car in victory lane or on the podium... Um, on the front stretch, and again, you're used to the energy of the fans cheering you because you yep. won, or you finished third, or second, whatever. <laughs> and th- it was dead silence. It was oh, yeah. just the strangest thing. But upsetting. you had an interesting run. I th- In the beginning, it was strange for me to see you, because normally when you start up front, you stay there. And I know that you've learned to manage a car. This mm-hmm. was, what, 100 laps? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so... I saw you start falling back and I said, "Well, he's just taking it easy," but then you kept falling back mm-hmm. and I said, "Something's wrong with the car." Was it just that tight in the beginning where you literally couldn't turn it that because you, you fell back out of the top 10 for a while?
6: Honestly, it was it was pretty rough. I mean, I had as pretty much as much will as I could. It was it was really bad, but um I the race pace was a little bit quicker than what i expected uh carsten he pretty much led the whole Woo! entire race man um he's gonna be running that same exact car at hickory with the cars toward super late model series so um uh i mean it was he set a fast race pace sure did. you know i was thinking all right i'm gonna save my stuff i'm gonna be good at the end of the race you know but he he kept digging and he kept digging yeah. um i mean they I just had to kind of get adjusted. I, I came in for a pit stop. You know, my dad kind of get up on the track bar a little bit, you know, and I let some air out of left rear. And I definitely need a little bit more stagger. So uh, it definitely helped me out a little bit. It kind of sure. helped the car rotate. Um, I was really fighting tight in, tight center, tight off, loose off.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? that's and, and that's kind of where you know where you go, too, because a lot of times these tracks change throughout a race, right? And, oh, uh, yeah. And you, again, you guys didn't get a ton of practice.
6: No, no. See, The good thing about CPLMS is they do uh, a one-day show. They make it affordable for some of the drivers. Um, One-day show, I feel, is where we're at. Super late models, they should do one-day show. That gives the drivers just two practices. We had two practices and one scuff session. So that's not bad at all. Then we had our qualifying green, white, checkered, digging. If so. the
1: if the cup cup guys can do it without practice or qualifying, oh yeah. We can shorten it. I think I, I think it's honestly i again as a long time race fan. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, going to a swigo in the seventies, they only have one division. <laughs> yeah. Supermodified's were it, right? So they would practice forever. You know, in the in in a day. I, I don't you you're running the same tracks over and over. Mm-hmm. You, you these guys way over practice. i mean yeah. it's just it's crazy um we're going to step aside when we come back more uh with cody connor by the way travis Quapple, the winner of that race on in two weeks i just checked my show calendar he's uh scheduled for the 15th uh so he'll be with us in the studio in a couple of weeks we'll be back with more of the show right after this
3: This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council.
0: Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Some more of We Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Tom Baker and Cody Connor, along with our producer Nikea, in the WSIC studio. Nikea, not really a, a racing knowledgeable person, but uh, she produces our Inside Pass show on Tuesdays. And mm-hmm. I think Randy and I uh, overwhelm her every week with uh, racing knowledge. And uh, we are determined that we're going to get her to a racetrack. And mm-hmm. Cody Connor's just offered her the chance to drive his mini stock. Yeah. so um maybe we'll get her uh, if we can get her a fire suit that fits her we'll take her to the track put her in the mini stock that sounds like a good plan uh, uh,
6: i tell you what it's it's a lot of fun my first time ever driving a front wheel car so it it definitely pushes coming out you know I, oh, yeah. I step on the gas super late model i've never been able to just really step on that gas get it I'm saving that tire, you know. But well, Prolate model, I can step on that gas and it just bleh. Yeah.
1: Well the prolate <laughs> models are more again, a little difference in horsepower. Prolate mm-hmm. models are more of a momentum
6: oh yeah cars. Superlate models deal. are
1: are more uh kind of Launch off the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, what do they call that? Forward drive. Yeah. Um, you know, and and the mini stock. All, that's all it wants to do is forward drive because it's front wheel. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it's interesting because and you may appreciate this. Um, you know, me being from the upstate part of New York, uh, Lake Ontario uh, area of New York, we get feet and feet and feet. Of we used to of snow every year, and so one time on my show when I was doing it up there, I have one of the the drivers from Oswego on, and Jim Gray is, you know, is a really good engineer as well as a he racer now retired. Of course, this was, um, he was racing back in the seventies and eighties, but hmm. um, I asked Jim to explain the difference between the cars pushing and the cars loose. Now bear in mind the part of the country we live in, and this is how he did it. He said, well, everybody just visualize with me. You're driving in the snow and the roads are slippery. If you have a front wheel drive car and you go to turn and the front end wants to go straight toward the snowbank, that's a push. If you have a rear wheel drive car or you go to go around the corner with your front wheel drive car and the back end comes loose, then that's loose. So everybody I thought that's brilliant because everybody can can visualize that in their head if the front end wants to keep going straight when you turn that's a push or um over uh, understeer as they they would call it in in formula type racing um and then loose obviously is when the back end wants to step out when you get on the gas and that's what you were describing earlier your race your race car at the beginning of the race at Dillon was so tight in the Mm. center of the corner that you're cranking wheel into it to get it (laughs) to (laughs) to turn. And you have to get back to the gas before the wheels are back straight. So basically you're, you're, you're creating that, that loose off. And that's interesting that because there are a lot of drivers who, when they came in, the crew would say, what's the car doing? And they would say it was loose off because they, they, they haven't developed the ability Mm. to sort of, they, the last thing they feel before they pull in the pits is pretty much what they go with. Mm, but the reality is, you know, you say the car is loose off when it's really tight center and you're going to make the car even tighter.
4: Mm, yes. So,
1: you know, I always teach my guys, and you're obviously already accomplished at it, you know, you got to really be thinking about. Tell me about corner entry, corner middle, and corner mm, off. Mm-hmm. What's it doing at the entry? What's it doing in the middle? What's it doing off? Um, and the more detailed feedback you can give, no, so off. you know, yeah. So you recognize the 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 difference, and you 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 were right away. It was tight center, so it made it loose off. Um, yeah. And so it's you know that way the crew knows what to adjust. It's it's very uh, feedback is so critical, and the more detail you can provide, the better.
6: Definitely. Um... I will. I will say with the super late model with the amount of horsepower it has, it helps the car turn a sure. lot, a lot yeah, better than the, the pro late model. Yeah. Yep, the pro late More model. More horsepower. You first get in it, it doesn't have as much torque, you know. So, um, but all weekend I was just fighting real tight, real tight, real tight. So uh, usually taking up on the right side track bar. I don't have a left side uh, track bar adjustment. Um, the car is. It's pretty much just bone stock you know i got the chassis a long time ago so uh, um, I, I was really impressed with how it ran and i feel i know i have some adjustments i need to make to it but um it's just the super late model you can adjust a lot more um it's really crazy to think about uh let's say let's say super late model you can adjust 10 things pro late model you can only adjust like five or six so, uh, you can do some things, but some things you really can't do to right. help the car really rotate through the corner. Um, I mean, t- honestly, it's tire wear. It's a 100 lap race, you know. CPLMS, Carolina Prolate Model Series, they do uh, two brand new tires, two scuff tires. That really takes an effect because some people may have a little bit of a harder tire. It's a little bit softer. A little bit softer. It kinda it, it gets a little good drive off, you know, yeah. it grips a little bit better. Yep. So a little bit harder tire. It's it's gonna it's gonna kinda spin a little bit, you know, you're gonna be a little bit looser, but it saves the tire a little bit more at the end of the race because it's a harder tire. It
1: doesn't heat up as quickly, you know, you use it fourth. up as fast. Yeah, that's a oh, yeah. that's a tough and, and see I like the series that run the harder tires. Mm. That's one area where the super cup stock car series really excels in my book because he he can take you can run an arca car you can run an arca east car you can run it i mean he he can take a lot of different uh types of motors and he equalizes everybody with a very hard tire so if you've mm-hmm. got way more horsepower than the next guy when you get on the gas you're matter. gonna spin that tire oh, and yeah. you're gonna wear the tire out so it really that it, he's able to do that between the tire and the rev limiter. And so it makes the competition more equal. And I think, uh, and pass always was really good with keeping different motor uh, configurations even too. And I think you're going to see um, Keith in the group with, with uh, CPLMS they're going to be doing sort of the same thing, mm-hmm. trying to work with um, you know different motor configurations. I know everybody wishes it was just one motor and that was it. I'm not sure. I'm not going to speak for him. In fact, he'll be in, uh, I think, next week on mm-hmm. on the program. Um, so we're going to hear from him directly. But, um, you know, he wants to run a few races and get some data and see kind of where it all is. But I will tell you, you were right about Travis Quabble. He definitely... Well he, he had a great race car all day. Um Nick Loden was close at the end, um, mm-hmm. but just didn't have quite enough speed. And that was that was the big difference between the two of them. There was just a little bit extra that uh, and I don't know where it was, but I will tell you this Nick uh, is very young yet in his experience base. And that's a young man who's going to contend for wins in that series real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as as it goes on, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see him get a win even in the next uh, couple of races. When they get to Hickory, um, Nick is going to be really, really tough there. And uh, I think their next one is Orange County
6: coming yeah, up yeah. soon, right? Yeah, on Third. the 13th. Thir- thirteenth. 13th? Thirteenth? Okay. Um, I will be at... Um, i'll be at hickory with the car, car Tour series yeah, um, all these decisions you gotta make it, it's really you know? tough you know because i'd like to kind of contend for the championship in the cplms but honestly super late model racing that's where my heart's at i feel that's good racing you know i so. didn't realize
1: they were both on that same day that's yep, right so yeah so to figure out where i'm going
6: very very tough call for me um i i love racing so much that i'd love to be there twice you know what I mean? Yeah, I, if I could clone myself, too. I'd love to do it. Well, but, see, uh, I was just sitting
1: here thinking. <laughs> I, I need to be able to. If I could clone myself, and like take the batteries out, except when it need when mm. I need to go to the racetrack 10-4. and send my clone to the track, because mm. like the world's not nearly ready for two of me. One of me is enough havoc, right? <laughs> oh, but yeah. But you know, keep keep my other me locked in a closet somewhere till I need it to go to the races. Uh, but it's um. It, it yeah, those are tough choices to make. And but you're obviously the super late models are your priority.
6: Oh yeah, I love super late model racing. Um, I've been uh, my last time really contending for a real pro late model championship, 2015. Won the championship. That was the last time pro all star series pro late model. They uh, that was the last time they did it. Um, they they run up north a lot. So I ran the Oxford 250. Yep. Um, and then I kind of ran super late models since. It's a now 2020 Corona um kind of mess everything up i feel like this season was my season i was really working towards it but corona actually has given me the opportunity to really focus on my race cars make sure they're all dialed in um it's hard for a little teen like myself uh, my dad and i were always out in the shop you know um now that i'm of age i'm 19 years old um so i've i've gotten the time where i started working on race cars my own race car when i was about uh, seven eight years old that's when I really got the time to understand. So that has really helped me been able to drive a lot better because I understand, okay, well, if a softer spring does this, then a harder spring does this. Right. So maybe I need to stiffen up my right right rear spring to help kind of set the car up a little bit more and get a little bit right. looser in, you know, only bad thing is now super late models, you stiffen up that right rear spring. That's going to wear that right side tire around a little bit more. Yeah. So
1: there again, the tough. different, <laughs> uh, the different configurations require a little different approach and a little mm-hmm. different driving style.
6: Oh yeah, it does. And
1: I imagine going back to the pro for the first time in what, four or five years mm. was a real, it was all, It's it had to be almost like going from a, a racehorse to a donkey in a way (laughs) like you know you're putting your foot through the the floor right where come on i need more speed where's Mm -hmm. the giddy up and then you realize okay i haven't got as much motor in this one so you gotta you gotta put that momentum brain in
6: oh that's big i mean honestly um i i learned how to drive with no brakes for a minute there um I, i i slung that race car in i got a big arc big arc get it in there right turn one at dylan it's got a little bit of a humpty hump so you go in and it, it'll you know so yeah. i'll go in i sling that race car in there no brake and it kind of get the car loose because that was so tight you know yeah uh if you if you kind of dime in the corner you go in low and you drift the car up and you go out got out low yep. you know that's you're kind of tightening up the corner where you get a big arc you kind of making the corner a little bit more uh you can go momentous you're getting a little, you a little can, momentum yeah yeah so it's a real big deal on how you, a, your entry is to affect how your car is going to drive for sure
1: different approach okay wow uh we're going to step aside when we come back more with uh cody connor as lead lap continues we will be right back
0: but it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Okay, we're having having a good time chilling in the WSIC studios here in Statesville, North Carolina. This is Lead Lap, presented by uh, Victory Custom Trailers, and um, well, we'll uh, update you on Bristol. Stage one is over. Noah Gregson won the stage, but uh, apparently um, that's not the real the, the not the real story here. So um, you've got Kyle and Kurt Busch, Bush Bush. Kyle and Kurt Busch, both up in the booth tonight as uh, color commentators. Um, and Kyle was interviewing Gregson after stage one, um, as they do on TV. Well, um, Gregson had no idea it was Kyle interviewing him. And he um, then he realized and said, uh, S-H, we'll leave the rest of it on the air. Uh, uh, you know, and it was uh, apparently just a... Uh, oh crap moment for him i don't know I, I haven't seen it so i don't know what the context was it was just one of those things that just kind of rolled off the tongue he was it was uh, it was a surprise uh cuss there he was he, he we didn't realize he was being interviewed by kyle bush um and so nascar chasm on twitter who is one of the funniest twitter handles that you he basically parodies things that happen in NASCAR all the time. Very nascar chasm and sarcasm. See, that's how that works. So nascar chasm said this, if you had told me that Kyle and Kurt were in the booth and the first person to accidentally curse on live TV tonight would be Noah Gregson, I would not have believed you. Um, So there you go. There's your Bristol update. Uh, Gregson wins the first stage at... um, at Bristol in the Xfinity race tonight. Uh, Cody Connor is in studio with us. Uh, Cody has never cursed live on air. Um, (laughs) And uh, I'm going to do my best to make sure that uh, he never does. Um, But uh, (laughs) we were talking about super late models, pro late models, and the the race at Dillon. Um, It's fun for me to point out that the car that Cody raced at Dillon for the first time in a while was the Trump car
6: oh yeah oh yeah
1: you had the trump train going on uh, uh, at, at keep on trumping dylan keep keep on trumping there on Trumpin'. hey, i like oh, that yeah. i like that you need to you need to slip that into like <laughs> send it to him on twitter maybe he'll adopt it um and pay us some money see maybe he'll sponsor you well, now he, because you gave him the tagline he, keep on trumping
6: he sponsored me when i was in the uh 2015 season oh he did i, I did not realize yeah. that he, he had sponsored his me, campaign. He sponsored me in the past or 2016 2016. okay yeah it was when he was running for that election so it was interesting yeah. I didn't realize that so I, he, he gave me a little sign autograph you know it was a picture of him smiling <laughs> so <laughs> I, it was really nice you know That's like great. for him to take the time out of his day to send me something you know that was that was pretty cool yeah. you know and it, it honestly helped me to get to the next race. You know, so that's why Trump is my president. I mean, as a person, um, he, he's done a he's done a lot more for our community and for our business standards than a lot of people may see. Um, there's been a lot going on, and um, I feel Trump he's under a lot of pressure. But as a president, sure he's is. done a lot. I mean, if George Washington was here, I feel things could be a little bit different. But I I feel like he would.
1: I'm not going to ask you to elaborate on that. A, it's the wrong show, and B, I'm almost a little nervous about the answer here. Um, but uh, we we you know we know he never told a lie. Touche. Um, you know, so there's part of it. But uh, at any rate, back to racing. That that was
6: cool. That was neat okay. to
1: see that car. I hadn't seen the car.
6: If if I may, um, in Noah Noah Gragson, in his defense, if I were to get interviewed by Kyle Busch. <laughs> um you you didn't ask the question I was kind of waiting for it. I was kind of a little bit excited. Um I I feel just to get the opportunity to ask Kyle Busch um what what he's been able to accomplish um driving wise over the years as of um car feeling um versus I you know you have you may have a car that it could be a little bit stiffer spring yep. or you may just have a track bar adjustment a little bit off, you know, or you could have a bent rear end or something right. like that. Well, my question to Kyle Busch would be, what what have you, in your mindset, being able to drive the car? Um, I mean, I can feel the car pretty good. I know exactly what loose type, what I need drive off, or if I need a little bit here and there on corner entry versus corner center. So,
1: So what specifically would you ask him about?
6: I want to know... What he has gotten – is tough because as a driver, there's a lot more that I could ask. What would um, be the one question? The if you one question. You one question. Just what, what – what, I, can't, I can't put it into words, honestly. Are you, are you wanting to know how he's
1: developed that feel or are you Pretty wanting much. to ask him Pretty to –
6: um, I've only got the opportunity to drive a quarter midget, a banalero, uh, one race in a Legend car, and pro late model, super late model. So I've never really got the opportunity to drive dirt. I've never got the opportunity to really drive a lot of different cars. Like late model stock, they're a lot heavier than a pro late model, but they're about the same uh, horsepower. So that, all, that ha- a lot of, lot more waste, you know that, that mass, yeah. it, it affects the car. Momentum, you want to keep it up, but you got to conserve that tire. So it's just getting to the point of knowing what the car needs to feel like how the car needs to feel corner entry, how the car needs to feel through the center, and how much drive-off you need without having too much bite that will affect your corner entry. Because every little thing, like let's say I take a pack around here, well, I may need, I may need to take a quarter round of a track bar down yeah. just to be able to take an effect of, okay, I took a pack around. So there's, well, there's a lot you can do to a race car, and it's just knowing the feeling of what you need to do.
1: I think Kyle... That's to me, his people say, why do you feel so much that cup drivers shouldn't be racing in the lower series? And my response to that is Mm. because Kyle Busch, when he gets in a truck and I'm not that I don't that this goes for any cup driver, the most of those guys. And but Kyle in particular has developed. I think that's his his ace in the hole is Mm. he builds trucks. He knows what he wants in a truck and he knows how it's supposed to work. His two development drivers are still learning that curve. They're just they're just getting started and you, so you get you get somebody with that much experience and and again, you know, we saw with Chase Elliott. I mean, he went to Charlotte and spanked everybody last mm-hmm. week in including Kyle Busch though Kyle had a bad start to the race because they had The the truck didn't work right from the start. And, and of course, you know, Kyle wasn't happy about it. But I mean, let's look at it this way. Um, The third place finisher was Zane Smith. He lost to two cup drivers. Mm. Okay. So, so this is why why I say the difference in experience. um, Because to me, that. That if you watch that battle from third on back with Zane and, and some of the other guys, that would have if that was for the win, that would have been incredible. Yeah. You know, I mean, not that I'm taking anything away from Chase or Kyle, but I think that's the difference. And that's why I feel like those young guys like Zane Smith, they're the ones that need the publicity and mm-hmm. need very to true. to be very given true. that spotlight. And when you get Kyle and Chase Elliott in a truck race, it's all we talked about. Mm-hmm. Chase winning the bounty, which was very cool um and you know kyle bush obviously finishing in second and you know he, kyle's never a happy guy when he loses um uh, <laughs> so you too. know um and so that was kind of all we talked about And it, it was uh, I, of course we made it a point talk about zane but mm-hmm. most um of the core nascar folk weren't even he didn't get hardly a mention so you know that's the difference i feel like zane's the one these guys are the ones they need because that's what gets them the sponsorship to step them up
6: very true i mean some of these drivers that are new up-and-coming drivers they may have the sponsors backing them up but some of them they also have the talent yep and it's very hard because a lot of the cup drivers a lot of nascar drivers that are in there now they in nascar they they know exactly what they need to do so they're more likely to kind of uh, Advance in positions more than the other drivers, but the ones that are trying, the newer, right. up and coming drivers that exactly. are trying and they're having the opportunity to, to race against and beat the the drivers that's, that's right. been in it for a long time. Yep. That's that's something to say. I'm proud of. Well, you that's know? true too. I that's mean, tough. I
1: understand that there it works both ways, mm-hmm. basically. Um, but you know, still, that's a um, You know, that's a really tough situation for a driver like Zane Smith to have done everything possible correct. Drove nearly a flawless race, made some amazing moves to get the third, Mm -hmm. and two cup guys finish out of them. It's
6: like, oh, man. It's tough. Um, It really is.
1: Caution in the Xfinity race for a spin. Just a quick give you an update. Burton, Allgaier, Haley, Gregson, and Jones, your top five. And check out the back half of the top ten. This is why I love short tracks. Mm -hmm. Briscoe, Sieg, Matt Myatt Snyder, Jeremy Clements and Brandon Brown yeah. in the top 10 at uh, and and again some of these guys you know yourself Brandon Brown uh, uh, yeah. you know basically has his own team and and uh Brandon makes the most of little Jeremy Clements uh, same thing Matt Snyder getting his start in the mm-hmm. RCR 21 car and of course we talk about Ryan Sieg all the time Ryan I feel like is uh, again another one of those drivers if he could just if you gave him the bucks mm-hmm. To to have what the big teams have, he would be, I feel like he'd be winning races. So uh, 127 of 300 laps complete at this point um, in the Xfinity Series race. So uh, they just went back to green on lap 129 officially. So uh, again, we'll keep you up to date as uh, we go through. The uh, show here tonight uh, we've still got about another uh, 30 minutes to go hard to believe the show is almost over already um but uh it's it's interesting that you have had sort of the start to the season that you have and now mm-hmm. i feel like you've got your stuff ready to go and kick some butt
6: oh yeah uh corona is infected a lot of stuff um literally and figuratively um it is really impacted a lot of families. Uh, my condolences to any of those Um, but it's given some opportunities for uh, people like myself to get stuff ready Um, it's taken a lot of time to get some race cars ready and uh, i'm ready for some good racing
1: yeah yeah looking forward to we've got more with uh, this young man uh, coming up around the turn as we continue with a lead lap presented by victory custom trailers You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent ya. Hi, this is John
0: Andrasic of Five for Fighting, here for Rad, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk.
5: A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters and the Ad Council.
4: Hi, this is Spencer Boyd and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back, Spencer Boyd, another one of our uh, fun guests. We need to get uh, Spencer back on again. I haven't had him in a little while. Um, running for Tyler Young, uh, Young's Motorsports. Tyler Young and his team this year. And again, and doing a, a nice job. Um, you know, this has been a, such a a weird start to the season and mm, yes. um, you and I were talking during the break that um, you know, about your history. And I was reminded when I looked at the uh, leaderboard for NASCAR, Harrison Burton's leading you two race together
6: in the quarter midgets. We did. We did. Um, uh, my dad, he's always talked to Jeff, uh, Jeff Burton. He's a heck of a guy. Um, Harrison. Um, he's always, he's always been right there. He's been front running. So uh but, to get the opportunity to race against him and i will say i've beat him a couple of times i've beaten more than a couple of times sure. um and it's been it's it's been great racing with him um i race i don't really think i really got the opportunity to kind of race with him in the super late model um he kind of moved through the ranks a little bit quicker than i've got the opportunity to um but jeff jeff he knows what he's doing and uh, harrison he's he's in some good stuff and to get the opportunity to race with a with a high high roller, if you will, um, such as Harrison Burton, it's been it's been good. You know, Harrison's learned from the best, and so he's kind of he's kind of learning from the best in his higher ranks. Really so, good kid too. Yes, yes, very good, humble, good, good guy,
1: personal um, uh, s- personality. I mean. Um and uh, change at the uh, top of the board. Justin Allgaier now out front, uh, with his uh, Junior Motorsports Chevy. Noah Gregson from Junior Motorsports, ironically enough. So two Junior cars at the top now. Burton is third. Haley and Brandon Jones rounding out the uh, top five. We now have 143 of 300 laps complete. So we're nearing halfway. Really. Um, you had several drivers though in your. Mm-hmm. That, that have kind of gone up the ladder, right? Jer, was J- Jared Irvin? Jared Irvin. Who else was in there that, that was from – you? was Blaney?
6: Yeah, Ryan Blaney. Was i he still didn't, in quarters? I didn't race with him, but he was – You a, were behind him. He was a couple classes ahead of yeah, me. Yeah, he's a little um, older than you. Quarter midget, it's the uh, age they have. They have cars that can fit me now. They have cars that can fit a little four-year-old. So it's just – Yeah, the, you started at what, five? I started – my first race five years old yeah. yes sir yeah you know i was four and a half i was thinking i'm going through driver's ed this is kind I of fun <laughs> because
1: I, I i feel like what we're doing here tonight is we're giving Nike an education yeah about yeah. And, and and you've got you know i was explaining to Nike how you know we we have a lot of the younger drivers on the shows and here's a great example of somebody who started at five years old oh, yeah. in a in. quarter midget car and has been running 14 years
6: oh at long n- and time. he's 19. 19 that's how we do it in mm. racing now they start them young and this is why
1: when you see all these young kids going into nascar into the trucks the xfinity the cup series people don't realize that a lot of them have been racing since five years old when Mm. i was growing up as a fan in the 70s you didn't see that we we had a 17 year old that raced a super modified back in probably 70 1975 he had to get his parents permission yeah. To, to race the car yeah. because he was under 18. And and hmm. you most of the time you saw, you know, the average age of a cup driver was probably 30. And now if you're 30 in cup, you're a veteran. Yeah. You know, because you're 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 in cup a lot of times mm-hmm. when you're 20, 21, 22 years old. And again. you know Joey and and William Byron and you know that whole kind of youth movement that's going on now. Um and so it's, it's fun to talk with someone like you who raced quarter midgets with a lot of those guys. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you haven't had, obviously, all of the, you look at Harrison, you look at uh, even, you know, Jared Irvin, um, Ryan Blaney. Jared never got to um, the the mm-hmm. National Series. But, you know, obviously, if if you're the son of a cup racer or a NASCAR racer, you're going to have resources that you can have.
6: Very true. and Very And true. still
1: don't which is why you're still applying your trade at 19 in the late models mm-hmm. instead of Arco or trucks or whatever, mm-hmm. and trying to get sponsorship to get to that level. Yeah. Um, you know, but you've certainly been able to race with some of those guys and your dad, you know, has been involved, yeah. um, you know, in, on that side of it. So, you know, it isn't that the knowledge isn't there. You just need, literally just need the dollars to push you forward.
6: And I will say one thing. One thing that's been really affecting us is we've been uh, kind of stuck around North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee. Yep. But um, I will say I will be going to Pensacola. I'm going to five flag speedway. They're doing Blizz- that's huge. They're doing Blizzard number one, Blizzard number two, June twenty sixth, June twenty seventh so i will be at those two races i mean i've never even seen the track in person i went to new smyrna once i've seen it in person i've never raced on any of the tracks so uh i would say the biggest racetrack i've ever been on would be uh richmond i went to motor mile once oh wait did you you ran richmond i ran richmond man Heck i did yeah. not know that
1: well I, that's, that's a three-quarter mile track
6: I, I had some problems during the race my body blew off a little bit uh-oh yeah oh yeah it's not good it's fail it not good little, okay upset, yeah.
1: yeah you don't want to because aero yeah. is pretty important up there it, oh, <laughs> for yeah. a late it's model especially big
6: deal yeah big deal okay. 130 down the straightaway now oh, yeah
1: Again, for our listeners, it's not going to snow at Five Flags. It's called the Blizzard Series. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, um, but uh, I, I mean, it's a. They need to get Dairy Queen to sponsor yes. it. Yes, ten four. that make sense? a Good call. Sponsorship. You know, I mean, Talking about partnership. Yeah. Yes, sir. I mean, th- you know, but uh, yeah. So you're running. You're running the first race. Mm-hmm. Of the Blizzard series.
6: Yep, yep. Number one and number two. Oh, you're running both? I'm two running races both in the, the same weekend? Yep. Yeah, it's June 26th and June 27th. Okay. So they're doing two, two races. races right okay. then and there because coronavirus. Again, condensing the schedule Yeah, things. so you're running a double mm-hmm. now,
1: which makes it great for you because it's one trip
6: and you get Very, two races. That's why I have the opportunity to do it. If I'm yep. being honest with you, yep. if, if they're if it if they weren't doing a double header, uh fun fact, pro all-star series, pro late model. They did a uh, they did a race at Hickory June. It was in thirteenth and fourteenth. Uh, they did Friday that's Saturday June. race yeah. two races. I won them both. Nice. It was pretty cool. Well, you're so, probably
1: gonna have a little harder time doing that at uh, Five Flags, I, I would guess. I will um, say I will because say. you'll be
6: running against uh, some of the
1: best in super late model racing down there. But that's yeah. great because then it lets mm-hmm. you test to see where am I
6: at. Hit it on the nail. That's what I'm talking about. Where I am mean, I at? I was. What could I learn? That's exactly that's where I'm at. I mean, I've raced a lot of Hickory Orange County. I've I've repetitive. Yeah. You know, so to get the opportunity to race at a different track, um, uh, for instance, South Boston. uh, Whenever we went there, we were actually the tire was peeling in the center. Because when they had a the new pavement, they paved the track. The tire was peeling in the center because it wasn't allowing the heat to dissipate. Yeah. So we ended up racing harder tires. We picked up a full second whenever uh, South Boston repaved. So Yeah, that just, was. I was up there that, that year a, for the— That was
1: the, a big deal. Um, um, they had a—well, uh, it was K&N East then. And I was up there— For that that year, right after they repaved, Mm. oh gosh, the track record didn't just fall, it like got blown into smithereens. I think Chase Cabry, I don't know if it was Chase Cabry or Todd Gilliland, I think, but I think it was Cabry that set pole. And I mean, it fell drastically, uh, with the new payment. So, yeah, it's that, that, and that's a fun track, but that's also a challenging track.
6: It really is. Five
1: Flags is going to be fun for you. You're going to have a great time there.
6: I've, I've watched some YouTube videos. Um, I'm not a big i racer. Um, there's a there's been a lot going on with iRacing. racing. Um, I hate I hate what happened to Kyle Larson. Uh, there was an incident. Um, I heard something. We about, know. <laughs> I heard something about Bubba Wallace. You know, well, I, I've yeah. got the opportunity to know Bubba Wallace. I've talked to him a few times. Um, Me too. He's a heck of a guy. He is. Um, he's 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 definitely digging in his career. So um, there's been a lot going on with iRacing. racing. Um, I I tried it before, but I feel. Uh, I can't, I can't get a sensation, a good sensation of what the car feels like. So I can't get into it. I prefer watching YouTube videos to where I can see what they're doing, where I don't have to try. And if I mess up, then I mess up. I like to be able to watch what they're doing and I can, take, I can take for myself, whether if I want to see what they're doing and take that into consideration, or if I want to take what they're doing and what I'm doing and put them together to maybe it'll help gain a couple of a couple tenths even, you know, so that's the hard thing. Qualifying, you got to run a different line than you run in the race. Yep. You know, in the race, you you want to be able to drive different lines so you save your tires. We're qualifying, you're a haul in the mail. You, you definitely want to get qualifying as fast as you can. Qualifying is more,
1: you know, people look at a racing line and a lot of drivers don't ever comprehend in their mind mm. that when you're qualifying – you're if, if you're the only one out there especially you don't have to run the racing line you run a little, yeah. little higher line to keep the momentum up because the, the longer you can keep your car straight the more speed you're going to carry through the corners
6: and the hard thing is is not all not all series you know uh, cars tour and um like pro all-star series you know there's a dead lap versus no dead lap. So you go out there, you get one good, good lap, and then you get a green, white checkered versus you go out there, you get your green, you get your white, then you get your checkered, you know? So you're trying to, you're trying to run all the way up the track, you know, and come down to get some momentum, but you also want to be able to work your tires in so you don't go out there and you just, you kill your lap trying to work your tires in. So uh, there's, there's a lot to compensate for when it comes to qualifying, especially some series that they allow you to scuff. Versus some series that you start on stickers, you know that's a real big deal. Um, some t- some tires they uh, versus uh, Pro All Star series. I remember they had done an F forty eight on the right side and they did a twenty five on the left side. So um, it was a big difference. And um, twenty five is a lot softer, so it's going to grip up a lot quicker. Where forty eight is a lot yeah, harder, it's so harder. it's going to take a little while. So you got you got to make sure you scuff them tires in. But some series you start on stickers, so it's going to take a while. You're going to really have to scuff them to get that glaze off there.
1: It's uh, it's definitely interesting for sure, and uh, it, it's it's going to be it's going to be fun to see how you do down there. Uh, mm. Quick update from Bristol: had under red flag, they just refired the motors and went back to caution. Had a red flag with 143 of 300 laps down. Uh, we talked to you before the, the as the show started about. Uh, Patrick Everling making his debut in the Motor Motorsports 0-2. Unfortunately, heavy crash for Patrick and uh, put him out of the event. So they're on the red for a bit. And uh, Chris Knight, one of the NASCAR core reporters, um, I thought that was, this was funny. He said, I promised you guys no rain at Bristol. Delivered. Well, Steve O'Donnell from NASCAR comes back and says, this clearly is a look over here tweet. The blame is for cautions. Since your infamous no-hitter tweet, we've had 24 cautions and two red flags at (laughs) Bristol. I love these little Twitter wars between uh, NASCAR folks and and the media. Fun stuff. So Chris Knight's response, I can't win. Um, We're going to be back with more. We've got one more segment left with Cody and one more left in the show. We'll run it out to the checkered right after this.
0: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds
2: at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions but whatever you do don't wait these jobs will go fast call tim at 302-827-2054 that's 302-827-2054 lewis mineke car care center rev up
3: your career you hear that
1: HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at HMSMotorsport.com or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser
6: Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com.
0: Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Back. Lead Lap continues here on the Performance Motorsports Network Live. And, of course, you can get all of our Race Chaser uh, radio shows on demand at any time on most of the available podcast platforms now. Um, just go to your favorite platform and type in race chaser radio, three words, and then just hit the subscribe button. We do five shows a week. So you'll, uh, you'll get them all. We put them all in the, uh, in the feed. So, um, it's, uh, it's a lot of different types of racing that we cover, of course. So we've been spending time talking uh, a lot of different things with Cody Connor mm-hmm. setups and and driving and changes and uh, but a lot of weight model conversation here while we're also talking um, about uh, keeping everybody updated on NASCAR as well. But um, the. Uh, Our shows cover a lot of ground. We've got a modified podcast in there, a super modified podcast in there, uh, plus, of course, our uh, worldwide syndicated show, Motorsports Madness, uh, is in there as well. That show airs live on Performance Motorsports Network on Thursdays. is syndicated on the weekends through Sports Byline USA to um, American Forces Radio to uh, Sirius XM. We're on Saturday nights on Sirius on uh, Dan Patrick Radio 2, Channel 211. Um, and uh, we've got about, I think, 33 or so uh, affiliates across the country that carry it on the weekends as well, plus all the top digital platforms. So um, a lot of Shows Inside Pass with Randy Miller uh, and I on Tuesday mornings that airs live here on WSIC. And on Facebook Live as well, that one is Facebook Lived um, through uh, Race Chaser uh, Media and also through WSIC News Facebook page. And so, again, a lot of different content um, that we do during the week. And you hear a lot of different voices and such. We just have a good time with it. So, again, if you want to catch us on demand, um, just go to your favorite podcast platform, type in Race Chaser Radio, and uh, hit the subscribe button and so it wouldn't be possible without uh, companies like uh victory custom trailers and again go to their website victorycustomtrailers.com if you need a trailer and it doesn't even matter if it's for racing they have trailers for all kinds of uses um and so just go to the website and they specialize in building custom trailers just for your need. That's good. Yes, and uh, go. so again, you can you can uh, design your custom trailer right on the website if you want to, or if you want to look at their uh, new and used uh, stock what's available. And they the, their phone number is right on the site, so give Chris Hedinger a call or his staff, and uh, they will take care of you. They are they're based out of Michigan, but they deliver anywhere in the U.S. and I think they've even sent them out of the country, so uh, it doesn't matter where you're listening from they'll find a way to get it to you yeah um, so that's uh, kind of how all that works and we really appreciate them uh, they are the presenting partner for this here show so Cody Connor if there were a a track that you could go race your late model at that you have not raced yet at yet and I'm and we we, we talked about five flags so we're going to discount that is there a track that you have not raced your super late model on yet that you would really love to go and race it at
6: does a track?
1: Well, it would have to be a super late model race, so obviously you uh, well, can't pick like. You know, uh, well, first Darlington.
6: thing, first thing came to my mind was Flemington. My dad used to that's race. No longer a track, <laughs> exactly. That's the first thing that came to my <laughs> but mind. But that's you you're, know that you're making me. You make me think over here. Don't tease me like that. <laughs> that's the whole
1: idea is to catch the guests off guard. That's um, when this gets fun. Wait till you see the rest of the
6: segment. See, that's the hard thing. Um, <laughs> see, Gresham. They were talking about Gresham, and that kind of got me a little excited. So yep. um, I had Gresham on my schedule. Um, New Smyrna. I've seen that track in person, and that—that that is what I'm talking about right there. I mean, haul in the mail, being able to. Yes. It, yes. it looks like it's pretty much similar. One and two versus three and four. So to be able to kind of have two two corners that are kind of similar, like. Orange County, you can run three different lanes. So you got to take an account for three different lanes. Versus... Orange County is
1: unbelievable. Oh, that track, oh, that track's a story. I like, spotted so. a, a super, a past super race for Ooh. a driver named Tom McCann mm-hmm. several years ago. It was probably like 09 or so, 10. And <laughs> I had never spotted a super race. I had only spotted, you That's know, weight model stock. And of course, we go to Orange County. Orange County, like you said, there's like three lanes. Oh, yeah. And they used them the entire race. Now, the, what, what was time. interesting about this race is, you know, I I love spotting. I always have. But I didn't realize how much I loved it till this race. And for a little while, I hated it. Because, <laughs> um, Tom, unfortunately, he, we started in the back. He worked his way to third once. And then got into a jingle and yeah. had to pull in the pits. So we lost all the track position. Comes back out. Starts at the back again. I bet he spent half or more of the race three wide, some in one of the lanes. And I don't think I took a breath for five or six minutes at a time. Yeah. In that race, I was by the time that race was over, um, I was exhausted, Hmm. and I just spotted the thing. But it was it. You have to be as a spotter you're literally the other pair of eyes for the driver you've got to be on and that track is a hard track the supers are so fast and things are happening so quickly you've Mm got to be on your toes there
6: very true it was fun uh, it's a lot of fun and that's what my spotter uh brett Edwards, clear by two giving a little shout out (laughs) there uh uh he definitely he's on yep clear by two It's funny because he says clear by two to two by two so I always joke with him about that clear by two to two by two Um, but I mean it's pretty good. Uh, He he definitely keeps me on my toes while I keep him on his. Um, It's pretty pretty smooth on how some races go. Super late model racing you know there's a lot more that can happen. Uh, The race is kind of drug out so um, it takes a lot of time because at the beginning of the race some drivers are kind of just lagging where some drivers kind of get to the front so they can ride where at the end of the race everybody Guys, pretty much they got nothing left on their tires yeah. and they're just they're out there digging they're having a good time they're they're wheeling the race cars so you can see some of the some of the guys that have no tire they they fall back some of the guys that save the tire they kind of wheel their way up front and uh uh my spider clear by two He keep he helps me out through that and uh my tire guy is 16 years old his name is Austin demon we call him pooh bear uh he he definitely does good uh, getting, now okay hang on oh, oh, i'm Personally, hanging on
1: understand wh- why do we call him Pooh Bear?
6: Uh Pooh Bear, well uh I was on Sorry, I was on the show Sealed Off. I apologize. I know this Why? Is...
1: <laughs> you can plug other shows here. That's fine.
6: I was on I was on uh we ball racing shows. <laughs> well I, I said he's pretty much a big fluffy marshmallow. Um
1: <laughs> So why why not marshmallow? Uh, or
6: something. Because he's he's Pooh Bear. Or Doughboy. It, Doughboy. Doughboy's already taken, though. I, oh, you got uh, a yeah. Doughboy on the crew, too? No, no, Whoa. definitely not. I just, I just there's somebody Doughboy out there in the world somewhere, nah. so uh, just Pooh Bear suits Pooh Bear. him very well. He's a That's funny. He's, he's a big, fluffy guy. You know, he's he's just been a real race fan, and uh, he, him coming onto my team has given him the opportunity to learn, and uh, he's, he's definitely made a heck of a lot of improvement, um, like definitely i'd say exponential so uh it's good with him being 16 years old that's really yes he wants to learn so uh we gotta be dedicated yep my spotter my my tire guy Pooh bear they they come over to the to the shop once a night um some well i would hope they would come over more than once i i I hope so too trust me (laughs) um but you know that's all they can do so once they're done
1: they're done go home
6: yeah um i mean they they come over and it really helps me out um but, I mean, every, every little bit really helps for me. You know, I'm a little for team. Sure. So uh, yeah. there's, there's some spotters that, that take their dedication into it, and there's some spotters that are just there for a ride.
1: Okay, now, real quick, because we've got just about five minutes left, I want to get a few more things in here. So you, I want you to talk about quickly your Cody Cuts business, because, mm. again, you know, you spend 90% of your time between working on the race car and working on Cody Cuts.
6: Oh, yeah. So what is Cody Cody Cuts. Cody cuts. Um, I I started my lawn care business. I was kind of still in school it was a little bit. A little bit before I graduated, um, I graduated with an associate's degree in the early college with uh, Rowan-Cabarrus yep. Community College. So it really helped me. I got an associate's degree in arts. I was wanting to kind of get more, but they ended up only doing one, so I got stuck with the arts. So you graduated with a degree in arts and started a lawn mooring business. I did, yes, sir. That is—that you know? seems
1: like sort of opposite ends of the spectrum um, somehow.
6: I feel I like to take a little bit of everything. I like <laughs> if I can't know if I can't know everything, then I like to know a little bit of everything. Um, I feel just to be able That's to get great. a general understanding of anything, then it will help me whenever I kind of. i I, i'm stuck you know there's an obstacle so again let's talk about specifically your cody Cody cuts business. okay so cody cuts corona has really affected that i've lost a couple businesses just because the people feel like they got a lot of time so they're just going to mow it themselves um it's it's kind of taking a toll on me on my my paycheck um i'm still being able to pay my guys what i'm supposed to pay them uh but it it, it's a little rough you know uh it's it's going pretty good i've got a lot of companies um are you doing mostly commercial or mostly residential uh pretty much mostly residential but okay. i'm i'm open to commercial i'm trying to get okay. more to commercial businesses um but residential um, i'm looking for neighborhoods if i can get some neighborhoods done i like to be able to do boom 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 oh yeah know? there you just, go just That's like the race at. car wide open yeah.
1: Yeah, I was talking to somebody that uh, else that, that does that the other day, mm. and that's what they were saying. It's, it's so much nicer when you go into a community, uh, one of these sort of development-type communities, and you have eight or ten different. Mm. Because then you can spend an entire day or much of a day in one community rather than just going one house here, go way over there to another house. You want oh, yeah. more sort of grouped together um so that's uh that's good that uh, you were able to uh get that thing going and and when you're not doing that you're obviously working on the car that's uh that's probably 90 percent of your day
6: it it pretty much is uh one good thing my brother uh my brother and i we work at um first place embroidery uh we can do embroidery that's pretty Um, much his business that is that is I, i try to help him with it i try to get get some business for him um i mean he's he's kind of running a little bit slow um like i said we talked about before i mean corona has really affected a lot of things yeah, for sure um and i Still hope is. Uh, yes yes 10 i really i really wish it can just die down and go away um but we're we're not too sure about that but um we're trying to get everything we can up and running um but uh racing i'm glad racing is going back up up and running uh the fans not being able to come to the racetracks that's a little tough thing uh when we went to dylan are fans outside of the grandstands they were just in their own vehicles so that was pretty cool to at least see some fans
1: at least when you get to the cars tour races you'll have pay-per-view um cars cars tour.tv um so they'll be able to see you on the pay-per-view anyway and make sure you guys take advantage of that because these tracks that are offering pay-per-view right now um, that is their only source of revenue because obviously there's no fans that go out of these tracks. So they get a share of the pay-per-view revenue that helps them make up for the loss of not having a bunch of fans in the grandstand buying tickets. So mm-hmm. all of you fans support your tracks, pay-per-views, and and help these tracks out because they need the help right now. These tracks oh, yeah. are really struggling to open and put on shows Very without true. fans. So Very true. if they uh, and and again, they also have to pay for the pay per view. So now the mm-hmm. cars tour has their own, but again, it's still a paid deal. So uh, take advantage of that. And, and people say, "Well, gosh, the pay per view costs as much as a ticket as a ticket to the grandstand." Yes, that's the point. If you were going to the track, you'd have to spend twenty bucks or whatever for the ticket. The pay per view matches the ticket for that mm-hmm. reason. But keep in mind. If four of you are going to the track, well, all four of you can watch the pay-per-view for one ticket. So, especially now, please support the tracks,
6: Cody. That's a really in about deal. ten
1: seconds. Where can fans follow you?
6: My fans can follow me on Facebook, Cody Connor Racing, Twitter at Cody Connor, Instagram Cody Connor Racing, uh, K O D I E C O N N E R. Um, well done. I'm known as Tiger, Tiger Kid, Tiger 45.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, Tiger Stripes. Tiger, uh, if you've never seen the Tiger Stripes car, go look at his social media. It's there. Oh, yeah. That's it. We're out of here. Uh, Inside Pass, 11 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. Randy Miller and I right back here and look forward to that. Thanks to Nikea for producing. Thanks to our sponsors. And, of course, Cody and Ryan for being guests. I'm Tom Baker. Until tomorrow morning, Inside Pass, see ya. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio
0: powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of the show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.